Whoa. 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 This is the illusion reporting from somewhere on Spaceship Earth. All right. Uh, so we're going to try to do one of these improv, improv stories tonight. So uh, got some moderators here. Got a couple people piling in. So how are, this is how this is going to work. So it's improv story night. I got to be out of here in 35 minutes, roughly. So how this is going to work is I'm going to have you guys pick some subject matters. I'm going to list. I'm going to write them down on this piece of paper so I can keep track of it. And uh, I'm going to try to weave a tale, but I'm, I'm going to just give a, a preemptive warning. This is a muscle I have not used in quite a while. And I will just say that that I am going to invoke my superhero hero character. Not Roxanne. What? Not Roxanne. Adams. No, you're made out of dirt. What do you think you're doing? What do you think I'm doing? Um, they're made out of dirt. Not really dirt. They're, they're made out of dirt, and then they let a pot on fire, and then they put they put it just like how we do it for our 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 um food. Um, I mean. They they get a whole handful of dirt and then they uh um I think they they get a pot and then they do it like how we cook our food and then and then they um uh and then it changes and then it changes into a rock a real real rock. Okay. All right. Right on. Okay. Thanks. You got. What are you doing? I'm doing my I'm doing my show for a little bit. And then I'll. Well, can I just say something? What do you need to say? And Godzilla's real. This is once more for the friends. Oh, yeah. Tokyo. Godzilla. Powerful thing on Earth. Powerful thing on every planet. <laughs> <laughs> There's our op that was our opening act here for Thursday Night Live. That was our, 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 our warm-up act, right? I don't know if I can top that. Just. In case you got that right there. So, okay, so that's a good start to it all. Uh, <laughs> so this is, like I said, this is a muscle I haven't used in quite a while. So we're, we're coming out of the gates. We're just going to go for it. So I just want to remember my, my superhero character that I invoke is Overactive Imagination Man. And so I'm going to invoke my superhero character right now as Overactive Imagination Man. So how this works is I'm going to need feedback from the audience to prove that this is all improv. So, so right off the bat, I need someone to give me a, a uh, like a time, like an era, you know, like prehistoric cowboy future, whatever, something like that, dude. What's what era are we in? What era are we we doing in? So anyone, anyone. And then, then after that, I'm going to need, I should just do this one at a time, dude. Wild West. Okay. We're doing Wild West. Okay. We need a, uh, we need a female, we need a female character. It can be a female character. And that can be, a, I need a demographic and a name. Deborah, I like Deborah. Deborah, 
Uh, okay, we got Deborah. Just uh, one one of her demographics. Farmer's wife. All right, farmer's wife. Wife. Okay, we need a we need a we need a uh, a dude. Just a dude's name, dude. We don't know what the dude does. Just a dude's name. Chad, solid. Okay, I need a. Uh, I need a. a uh, I need a topographic feature, like something you'd find on a map, dude. Something you'd find on a map, dude. Nothing. Come on. Mountain, lake, stream, river, road, synagogue, church, something on a map. Waterfall. Perfect. Okay. And I need, uh, I need one inanimate object. One inanimate object. One inanimate object. All right, so you guys are getting it, but we'll, 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 we'll do one. We, but now we want, we know what we're doing. A monocle. All right, monocle. And then how about how about one animal? One animal. A rock hammer. Cat. Okay, cat. It is. All right. All right. That's let's see. Let's see if we can. Let's see if we can make a a, a story happen here. Uh, let me drink some coffee here, dude. Like I said, some muscle I haven't used for a while. So there's the list. There's the list. Hi. Starry night, that's for sure. The starry night, it's dark out here. It's really dark out here. We're out here in the uh, the wilds of Western America, uncharted lands. We've never been here. I'm Chad. I'm Chad. I was a uh, I was a soldier in the Civil War. I got I got I got one arm, one eye, baby. Chad and I'm out here man I'm out in the middle of the night it's windy it's cold kind of hungry dude but I got a little pemmican in my uh in my my rucksack been walking for quite a while I had a horse I had a horse but the uh the Lakota shot it out from under me man I don't know why I thought I was giving him some peace signs and all that kind of good stuff, but you know, I'm looking kind of haggard. I got a funky beard. I got a, a hat. I'm not gonna tell you what side I fought in the Civil War. Doesn't matter anymore, I'm a veteran. It was rough, lost my leg, man. Doctor in Antietam, Antietam, man, that was a, that was a bloody place for all of us. Antietam was, uh, Antietam was a tough, 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 tough set of circumstances. I was an officer. I'll start with that. I was an officer and you know, I had a bunch of men under me. 
I had a horse under me too, but that thing got, got taken out. Got taken out. I'm not sure if it was by the cannonballs that were flying around, or if it was the sharpshooters, or if it was my own men. But next thing you know, Winnipeg, my horse, was, was down. Down and out, and I was on my foot. I had my saber out. I was waving my saber around. Man, I was just chopping up people, dude. Chopping them up right and left, man. A lot of screaming. A lot of people just running around, smoke, chaos. And then, you know, next thing you know, I'm behind the, uh, I'm behind enemy lines, man. Yeah, I got taken behind enemy lines, man. I, uh, I was in, in just a situation there, man. Let me tell you, it was a situation. I had a, I had a chunk of leather in my mouth a bunch of dudes holding me down. And there was a grizzly looking doctor with a saw, dude. I pretty much passed out at that point. When once I saw the saw, man, I knew it was I knew it was trouble, dude. Oh, it was trouble. So yeah, it's a little bit tough out here in the in the middle of the night. Wind blowing, wind blowing. I'm kind of shivering, man. I don't even have a campfire. I'm trying to lay low here, man. I, I know those uh I know those Lakota are looking for me, man. Hiding out. Hiding out, man. In this rock. Nestled in these rocks right here. Cold. Cold as can be. And uh, you know, I don't I don't quite know what I'm doing out here. I just knew I had to go west, right? We go west where uh where that's where we go. After after something like that. At least that's what we thought. At least that's what I thought, man, you know? tough time there that civil war dude so you know the doctor after the scene with the doctor man you know i had to I had to tough it out in one of those like brutal prison camps for for a while but i, I made it out of there man I was one of the lucky guys it's one of the lucky guys that's for sure i could have become a criminal out of that for sure i met a bunch of unsavory characters they were talking about robbing and stealing and just being bad dudes and I was, I was like, nah, I don't, I don't want to do that. I'm going to go out west, man. I'm going to get myself, I'm going to get a chunk of land. I'm going to get some beaver pelts. I'm going to do that kind of thing. So yeah, that's, that's Chad. Chad's just sitting out here in the, uh, in the wilderness, shivering in some rocks. He's waiting for the sun to come up, you know, wind, it's cold, a little bit malnourished, horseless, legless, eyeless, just, just a, just a all in all disaster, man. But uh, you know, the sun comes up, right? The sun comes up and here we are, Chad, dude. Chad's got his monocle on, dude. He's looking around, seeing what's going on, man. Oh, it's not looking too savory out there, let me tell you, dude. Just rocks and trees and sage. Where am I going? Where am I going? Where am I going? So gnarly being out here first thing in the morning. Stumbling around with my one leg. Hoppity hoppity hop. That's right, I got one leg, one eye. Whew. Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. But you know, I got the spirit. I got the spirit to live, man. I just, I just gotta, I just gotta get somewhere, man. I don't know where I gotta get. I don't know where I gotta get at all. 
Just got to get somewhere, somewhere away from that past of mine. You see, you would think it was the, you think it was the Civil War that, that tore me up. Wasn't the Civil War. Civil War wasn't what tore me up, man. It was the, it was the, uh, it was the life I had, man. I had a cat. I had a cat. See, my dad was a, was a big time newspaper editor in a big city before it all happened, man. My dad was one of them propagandists, dude, I guess you'd call them. Printing newspapers, collecting money. Well, you know, dad, the whole family, that all went up in flames, man. I suppose that's what I'm running from, the rubble, the ashes, the chaos, man, of what it was before, man. See, when, when, all, the, uh, when all the trouble started, man, when the shooting started, the formations, the flags, the generals, the giddy up, the wait around, the destroyed landscape. That almost seemed to make sense to me, man. Because I knew, I knew after a certain point, man, the fail safe would come. So I was pretty much at peace with that at that point, man. I know, knew there was no turning back. I knew we were on a mission. An unsavory mission it was, man, but we were on a mission. The real chaos was before it all happened. You know, the breakdown, breakdown of the family, breakdown of our little society, our little, little church, our town. I guess it wasn't really a town, it was a city, didn't I say that? It was a city. Anyway, I'm out here. I'm out here in the Wild West, man. Yeehaw! Yeehaw, right? But I don't have a giddy-up, dude. I got to get myself a giddy-up, but I don't know where you get a giddy-up around here, man. So at this point, man, I've been out here for... For three days without a horse, I'm climbing through these hills, hoppity hoppity hop. I only got one leg, right? Remember that? I only got one leg. So I'm out here trying to find my way. I can I can hear them out there. I know they're looking for me still. Once they shot my horse out from under me with their bows and arrows and stuff, those Lakota man, good on the horses. I don't really know why they were so mad at me, man. I really did just, just come out here just to, just to live in peace and harmony, man, really. I mean, I've seen it all back east. But I just, I just, wanted, I just wanted something else for myself. So, uh, so sure, I thought for sure I could just go, you know, just, just go with them, right? Just go with them. They, they obviously have a, uh, a different way of life. I know my life back there, man, that didn't work out. Look at that madness. I didn't want to be part of, like, rebuild. I was over it, dude. just wanted to get away from it all. But here we are, man. They didn't want me out here either, dude. I kind of get it why, man. You know, we're, we're trouble, man. Especially us heading out west. If I can look back east, be like, wow, we got, we got, uh, we got some chaos, man. That's for sure. I'm way up here, man. I've been climbing up the side of this mountain for a while. Hoppity hop. I have one leg, right? Remember that? One eye, dude. It's kind of hard. I got this monocle. This monocle keeps falling out of my eye, dude. Ah, the monocle. Whatever possessed me to start wearing a monocle, I'll never know. I wore it long before the, uh, long before the war. The war of the States. Said it was a civil war. 
I don't know about that, man. We were invaded, yo. We were invaded. But so, yeah, I wore the monocle, man. So, of course, you know, my, my one eye was is much stronger than the eye I lost. I lost the strong eye, I got the weak eye. I need the monocle, man. Trying to hang on to this monocle out here in the, in the bush, the mountains. It's kind of absurd, but I need it. You know what else I really could use out here is a gun. I have a gun, man. I don't know what possessed me to leave without a gun. That's a bad idea too, man. This whole going out west thing seems like kind of a bad idea now. Out here in the mountains, cold. It's cold. Winter's coming, that's for sure. I know that. I picked a weird time to leave too, man. I don't know what I was thinking, man. I just wanted to just want to get away from it all. I heard there was opportunity and chances and things. I didn't really I didn't really like seeing that that scene around the railroads though. It was tough. It was way tough. I just gotta make it. I just gotta make it out, out to the west, westward ho. So yeah, I'm here in the mountains, hoppity hop, climbing up the hill, looking for clues, trying to hang on to this monocle, wishing I had a gun, man. <laughs> boy oh boy, man, those Lakota find me. I'm in big, big trouble. Then, uh, scene forward, scene forward, scene forward. Chad now, Chad now is, is living in, in, in a small town down in Arizona. Some years later, possibly six, maybe 10. Chad's fully established himself down in Arizona, in Arizona, small town up on the edge of the Mongolian Rim, south of Flagstaff. Cottonwood, Cottonwood, Arizona. That's where, uh, you know, just below Jerome in the valley down there. See, Jerome's a pretty po po prosperous mining town at this time, dude. I get that. What are they getting out of there? Borax or something? I don't know. I'm getting something out of there. I'm getting something out of them there hills, dude. So uh, Chad, Chad made it out of out of the out of the hills up there, in in outside of Wyoming. Right, he was up there in the uh, what they call the what we would call the Teton, man. Somewhere in the Bridger Range, really, just a little south southeast of the Teton, the Bridger Range. Is that the Bridger Range? I think that's the Bridger Range. I could be completely wrong. I don't know. It doesn't matter, dude. The maps were kind of crappy back when I was. We were there in the 1870s. Well, what it was 1870 now, dude. 1870 down in Arizona. When did that stupid war end? Yeah, that makes about sense about six years later. So 1866, we're up there. Mountains outside of Wyoming somewhere. Running from them, from them to Lakota. Maybe I should be a little bit more north for this story. Gotta get my geography right. So anyway, man, we're uh, Chad's. Chad's made it out of the. Chad has made it out of the hills. And how Chad made it out of the hills, dude, is just a uh, sheer stroke of luck, right? So Chad was uh, hoppy, hoppy, hopping up through the mountains. It's not one of those like stories where he like like passed out and someone found him. No, 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 no. 
Chad, Chad kept hoppity hopping and Chad hoppity hopped for another three or four days, right? And he finally came over this ridge, man. And down below in the valley, sure enough, there was the, uh, there's a railroad. He said they were building the railroad, right? So he, he cruised down into the, into the thing, man. And he was pretty haggard at that point. And they, uh, they got to take, uh, to ask us for some help down there at the railroad. And they were like, what do you, what do you, what's your deal, dude? What are you doing way out here with one leg and a monocle? You should have, you should have a gun and a horse. You have one leg and a monocle, dude. It's pretty, pretty ballsy move to be out here in the, uh, the wild, wild, unincorporated West, man. No gun? Gnarly, dude. Well, he ends up, he ends up making friends with one of the uh, Chinese coolies that are that are working on the railroads. Probably should be on the other side of the, the continental divide for the Chinese guys, dude. But whatever, dude. It's a literary license, they like to say. It's a Chinese guy, dude. He makes friends with the Chinese guy. And so the Chinese guy heals them all back up, man. Like, takes him under his wing and, and, and teaches him the art of Eastern medicine, right? Right, because that's that's what the Chinese guy's got. He's got all the herbs and stuff, and so the Chinese guy is is making use of the landscape, right? Like most of the guys in the West are just barbarians, just blowing their way through, like eating and shooting anything they can, and just you know just chowing down on it. But the uh, the Chinese guy shows them the power of the of the herbs and the landscape from a different, from an Eastern perspective, not from the original people perspective, but from more of a traditional Chinese. Uh, apothecary perspective, right? I think that's the word I wanted to use there. And so uh, he, he hooks up with this Chinese guy, man. And, uh, you know, the one thing that, that Chad's all about is is he came from a, from a place that was pretty, pretty segregated, dude. You may think he came from the South, but he's actually a Northerner and the Northerners were very segregated as well. And so he's down there with the Chinese guy and he's, he's watching the heat this guy's taking, but he also knows this dude because he's like, the Chinese guy's the only guy kind of like taking any sort of liking to him because he's got one leg and a monocle, right? Like all the other like tough railroad building guys, dude, they're all, they're all gnarly ex-vets from the, from the War of the States. And they're, uh, I don't got any time for any one-legged, one-eyed dudes without a gun and no horse, right? Chad don't got a lot, dude. See, but what Chad has that 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 most of the people out west don't is kind of has a different perspective of what what people are about. You know, a lot of people would come out of that civil war either either really hardened towards humanity, bewildered by humanity, or basically understanding humanity. And Chad was one of those people that underneath it all kind of understood humanity but didn't quite get it you know and he was a little bit he'd come come into the war sort of dense about it but he left the war very idealistic dude you know nothing like nothing like surviving a a brutal civil war surgery with a piece of leather in your mouth and uh going through a through a prison camp there and coming out of it you know watching the worst that humanity has to offer and yet going out west completely with a uh, Mary Poppins attitude, with a very, very much like, hey man, like, let's get along. Not understanding that the, uh, 
weren't a lot of people that wanted to get along out west at the time, dude. There was uh, you know, a lot of a lot of fairy tales and propaganda being sold. You know, see, they were selling they were selling the the, the ex westward expansion pretty heavily, dude. Like, oh, west, man, chase your dreams, yo, get some of that. And I suppose Chad thought he could, and so Chad had had deliberately set out into the uh, the frontier without a gun. He did have a horse. He liked his horse, dude. Reminded him of, of Winnipeg that went down during that battle of Antietam. He never bothered to name this horse, though. I think something had always, uh, always, always kind of hit Chad right in the, uh, right in the deep deepness of his soul about losing, losing Winnipeg. You see, Winnipeg had been his, uh, his horse before the war, like a civilian horse, and. Uh, Chad had brought Winnipeg into the war. You know, he would, Winnipeg wasn't a war horse. Winnipeg was like a, like, a, like a, a pretty horse, like hanging out, horsing out, dude, being a, being a horse to a gentleman, you know? You know, solid, like, son of a newspaper guy's horse, horse, of course, a horse of horse. And so when Winnipeg got taken out, that's what really struck Chad as, as the brutality of it all was, here was this horse that... Why are you still doing this? I'm telling a story, you dude. You kind of look like an alien. I am an alien. I'm Chad, actually, dude. You want to hang out and hear the story, dude? It's no. cool, it's cool. I'm telling a story about Chad. I want no, no, I'm telling a story about Chad. So Chad says Chad was felt really bad about his horse Winnipeg getting getting because he brought Winnipeg. We could have left Winnipeg at home. We could have gotten a got an army horse. You know what I mean? But he didn't. He wanted to ride his favorite horse, and then he realized like he had that the that the most Daddy. innocent person on being on the battlefield. No, 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 no. You gotta go, dude. Ow. No, no. Ow, go. Hey, you can either sit and listen to the story, or or you gotta leave. In the theater, out out of the theater, son. Adios. So anyway, adios. adios. So, uh, so there it is. So 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 this is what carried through with the man. He was a broken dude about the horse, the horse of horse, of course. And he and so we have this different perspective. So he meets up with the Chinese guy at the railroad camp, and they're building the railroad. And he, and, he, and he learns this wisdom of the land from the railroad guy and he heals himself and he becomes strong, like spiritually strong, super spiritually strong because the, the, the Chinese guy with the Eastern medicine who was, who was bigoted, was, was scapegoated and, and treated as a third class citizen by all the, the, the whites out there building the railroad. He taught this guy something, man. He taught him about manifesting his own reality, right? And so him, him and the, uh, they got to know each other and Chad spent about a year and a half with the Chinese guy working for the Chinese guy. See, the Chinese guy had like, like was running sort of the underground scene by the railroad, man, you know, because he was sort of one of the, the main, the main guys, the little subculture of the railroad economy. So Chad was the hoppity hop for the Chinese guy, dude. And, uh. So the Chinese guy like built him up, built up his, his, his power. And basically they, they talked a lot and were like, what do you want, Chad? Like, 
Like, what is it you want in this life, Chad? Like, you know, what what is it you want? See, because most people think that Chinese guy didn't want to be there. But see, he did because he was the dude who was working the system for his own thing. You see, he was sending his money back to San Francisco, building his own, his own part of what is now known as Chinatown, man. See, that Chinese guy was, 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 was milking the system and buying property in San Francisco, dude. Yes, he was. Don't you better believe it. And so, so this man had a dream too. And, and the dream that, uh, he, what he talked to Chad about is what was your dream? And Chad was, Chad was one of those guys of like, he realized he wanted, wanted, wanted to make the world a better place because he'd seen the horrors of war and lost Winnipeg and the destruction of his whole like, you know, family narrative. And so he realized he wanted to go start a new, new scene. Ow, that's awesome. He, he decided he wanted to go uh, start a new scene. So he, he went down to Cottonwood. And uh, what do you think he did down in Cottonwood? He became a monocle maker. Yup. Niche market, Cottonwood. You wouldn't have figured it at the time, dude. Back in the, the late 1800s, they'd need that many monocles. But see, Chad wanted to see better. Chad really wanted to see much better. So he made monocles on the side. And what he did is he opened a, an apothecary store, dude, there. He became an herbalist there in Cottonwood, Arizona. And uh, he harvested the land for, for herbs and whatnots and minerals. And, and he helped people get healthy. That was his whole mission in life. Because he was, he was pretty much a healthy guy. He didn't, he didn't grow his leg back, dude. And he didn't grow his eye back. But he didn't have to hop anymore, man. You know what I mean? Like, he could, he could just, like, walk on one leg. Like, full walking on one leg. And uh, so, yeah, Chad was there in Arizona. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, that really struck Chad was the Chinaman's final gift, right? See, the Chinaman gave Ad Chad one final gift on the way out the door. That didn't make sen a lot of sense at all to Chad at the time. He's up there in the, on, working on the railroad gang, getting the, uh, getting the railroad to link up with the train in Salt Lake, the Golden Spike, and all that good stuff. And when he was leaving, the, the Chinese man gave him this cat. A cat, like, like an old bobcat, dude. Like, see, the Chinese man kind of took in these things, and, and he had this he had this bobcat that had one leg, too, because the bobcat had gotten its leg caught in a, in a trap, right, in a trap. And so the, the bobcat had one-legged bobcat, and, and Chad wasn't like, Chad, you know, Chad was trying to stay away from, like, the attachment to the animals after Winnipeg got taken out from him and his no-named horse had gotten taken down under him. And the Chinese man was like, no, no, you need this one-legged bobcat, dude. Chad's like, I need a one-legged bobcat, dude? I got one eye, one leg, and a one-legged bobcat. He's like, exactly, dude. The trifecta, dude. The trifecta of one, dude. Because now you're going to go be one, but you're going to go be two, dude. So you're real, the part of your manifesting thing that you're going to be is you got to go down there and find love, dude. 
Chad's like, yeah, I want some love, dude. I've been hanging out here with a bunch of Chinese dudes up here in some filthy railroad camp for years now. And the last group of people I was hanging with were in a prison camp. And the group before that was a bunch of soldiers marching through the Shenandoah Valley or wherever on their way to Antietam, where I got my leg blown off. I'd hung out with a woman in like 15 years. It's like, I need a girl. Chad's like, yup. You do need a, I'm Chad, the Chinese guy's like, Chad, you do need a girl, right? So he's like, you're going to need this one-legged bobcat to get, get that girl, dude. And Chad's like, all right, man. Well, how this goes down is, is on the way down to, to Cottonwood, because he's like, I want to do this thing, and I'm heading down to Arizona, because I heard there's a lot, a lot of good herbs down there and stuff to harvest off of the land. One-legged bobcat dies along the way. He's old. Chad's like, dude, I like the Chinese guy said I need to keep this cat in order to find this girl, dude. So what Chad, what can Chad do with the dead one-legged bobcat, dude? Like any good, good, industrious human being that knows they need to hang on the cat, he makes a hat out of the cat, dude. He makes a hat cat. And not just like one of those Davy Crockett hats. He makes a hat cat that's a crown, like three legs and a head right there, you know, like some sort of like spirit hood type thing, right? So he's rolling, right? And he's rolling down into the thing and he gets into the town and he's, people are like, look at this dude. This dude's magical, man. He's got a hat cat, dude, and one leg and one eye and a monocle, dude. And so they know, they know their guys come to town, man. And so, you know, he sets up shop and everyone in Cottonwood down there is like, right on, man. Hey, Chad, how's it going, dude? Uh, I'm five and I'm out. I just got to wrap up the story, dude. We got Chad and the one-legged bobcat hat, dude, and we're, we're, heading, we're heading in. So he goes into the town and the town just like opens its door like they've been waiting for Chad, dude. Because they, they need a... You know, an apothecary guy down there. Who does he meet, dude? Who does he meet? He doesn't meet Deborah yet. No. No, 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 no. Um, when I'm done here, we're going to have to, uh, yeah, you'll have 15 minutes. I go out there now and I'll come grab you out of there, okay? For 15 minutes? Yeah, go, go, hurry. Or none. Oh, you gotta get out of here, dude. I, you're you're gonna get none. Like, anyway. So. So he doesn't he doesn't meet Deborah right off the bat, the farmer's wife. No, no, no. That's right, Deborah's the farmer's wife, dude. How's how's Deborah lose the farmer's farmer? So. He's there. He's got his one-legged cat hat on. Dude, he's down there in Cottonwood. He's dispensing Chinese herbs. He comes in, dude, and Deborah's husband, Farmer Tim, comes in. And Farmer Tim's a uh, the big successful, like, farmer down there, man. You know, harvesting whatever you harvest down there by the river, man. Feeding the people, feeding the miners up in Jerome, dude. And so Deborah's... Uh, Deborah's husband, Farmer Tim, comes in there and he's he's got an ailment, right? He's got a little bit of a little bit of gout. We've been living a little high on the hog, you know what I mean? He's got some gout. 
a little bit of a limp, a little bit of fat, because, you know, Tim doesn't work that hard anymore, dude. He's, like, rich and stuff. And so uh, he goes down to see the uh, see, see the uh, Chad with the, with the one-legged cat hat on and the one eye and the monocle and the one leg, and he's like, Chad, I got a little bit of gout, need some help. Well, Chad, Chad, Chad poisons him. See, Chad had been in love with Deborah the whole time, dude. Seen Deborah around, seen her down at the church, seen her down the town with the basket full of cookies and all that stuff. And Chad, he was like, he knew that was his girl, dude, right? You remember what the Chinamen had told him about manifesting stuff? Chad's like, how am I going to manifest this girl up in my life, dude? And then here comes Farmer Tim, dude, with a little bit of gout, dude. And so, you know, Chad being the master of the herbs and the whole thing, just mixed up a little magic slow potion concoction, dude. Six months later, Farmer Tim didn't have the gout anymore. He had a tombstone up above his head, dude. And you know what, man? Like any, any good manipulative dude, Chad came in, swooped up that grief-strown widower, and... uh Took over the farm. Became the biggest landowner in Cottonwood, Arizona, dude. And uh, that's the story of Chad. Oh, by the way, Chad and Deborah, three children. Yes, they do. One of the grandchildren of Chad and Deborah is actually the, the, the manager up at Maynard's Farm right now in, in Jerome, dude. Like, go figure, right? Like... That's how, that's the connectivity of it all. It's like, it gets us to Maynard. Yep, Maynard hired Chad's grandson to manage his, his winery up there in Jerome. They said they had never grown wine up there, grapes. But see, Chad's son knew different, didn't he, dude? So Chad's up, Chad's grandson's up there right now, dude. Slow potion in Maynard. Slow potion and Maynard up there at the winery in Jerome right now, isn't he, dude? Yes, he is, dude. He's good. He's gonna convince Maynard to make the worst Tool album ever. <laughs> Sweet revenge on us all, dude. Courtesy of Chad and the one-legged cat and the monocle, dude. Anyway, dude, that's 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 an old muscle, dude. Like I said. Gotta, I got to cut loose a little bit. So anyway, there's the story. Story number one, dude. How we do? Yeah, plot twist at the end. Who saw Tool coming? I sure didn't. <laughs> uh, uh, a B plus. Yeah, I figured a B minus even, dude. Like I said, it's a, it's a it's a weird it's a weird muscle. Because uh, it's, I, I don't have the, uh, I forgot how to, to, to stay in character and all that good, but I had fun doing it, man. Something else, right? We're going to get better at it. We're going to uh, get some effects, some outfits going. Yeah, B plus. I figured that that's B plus was earned. I didn't see the one-legged cat coming either, dude. Tip your talker, don't tip your talker. Flex that muscle. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna work on this whole thing. I, I felt pretty good with it doing the uh, doing the thing. I don't have any Skittles, ostrich beats. 
I don't even know if I could. I don't even know if I could get away with the sober Taliban in 2021, dude. They might get a Apache helicopters flying into my house, dude. Drone strike, yo. But uh, with that said, I just looked up Chad on Wikipedia. He was actually a real dude. Well, you know. It's uh, this weird thing is the Matrix is doing some weird stuff right now. So there easily could be there easily could be a, an ancient Chad of Cottonwood, Arizona. No doubt about it. Who knows? We're tapping into collective consciousnesses and all sorts of weird stuff. So that was a uh, that was trial warm up number one. Thanks for hanging out with me and uh, putting up with that. And uh, we'll be back for more. So you kind of see how it goes. Is is uh, you guys throw out the subject matter, and uh, I try to make some, weave something out of it. I didn't really think, I, the weird thing is, is like, it's funny, I didn't really know how it was gonna go. Kinda tripped out myself, dude, actually, dude. Winnipeg, dude, poor horse. A horse of horse, of course. <laughs> David Brune, right on, dude. Ah, both trucks on the coping. No, all right, dude. We, we like that. Uh, so yeah, with the twist at the end. That worked for me, too. <laughs> it was, anyway, that's it. Thanks for being here, everyone. Links down below. Get some hats. There's PayPal, all that good stuff. Dude, super stoked you were here. That was fun for me. I hope it was fun for you. With that said, I'm out and good night. All right, birdie bird, what do you want to do? What are you doing there? Mm. What are you doing? You know you can't come in and like, like, break up the rhythm like that. Makes it sort of hard. Oh.